Amen. It's Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. The response is, anybody really care? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. No, I'm not going to say that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the deal is that at the end of today, ain't nobody's life going to be changed because of a football game. Okay? But in about 35 minutes, your world's going to rock. Okay? I said, God's about ready to do something in you that's going to blow your mind. See, because if you, if you can get a hold of this and, and, uh, and begin to apply the instruction of God to your life, you, you know, there, there's just different areas of your life that, that you might have always struggled in. Matter of fact, granddaddy might have struggled, papa might have struggled, you've been struggling. But you, you can cross that border and you can get to a place that, that, that ain't nobody in your world ever got to before. How? Because the Word of God gonna, is going to get you there. You, David said, thy word have I hid in my heart so I won't wander off the path, right? Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. It, it, it's lighting up the next step that I'm supposed to take. And I, I, I want to encourage you uh, to, to really let God's word begin to illuminate the, the direction of your life. We start the year fasting and praying, asking God for the right way for us. But it doesn't do any good to ask for the right way if we're not going to take that way. Right? So we got to take that way, and, and, and it's one step at a time, and you need God's Word. Amen? I said, you need God's Word. Now, now listen, here, let's just get this settled right at the bat this morning, uh, because you, know, you might be feeling down or depressed or rejected or dejected or, or deep, you know, whatever, uh, but, but the reality is, is that you are loved, you are accepted, and you belong. As, say, I am loved. I am, loved. I am accepted. I belong. I belong. Say it real loud. Say, I'm loved. I'm accepted. I belong. Here's the deal. God loves us. He's accepted us, and we belong to him, right? We're in the family. There's a place for us. We're, we're not on the outside looking in. And you don't have to just read books or watch DVDs or whatever you do these days, you know, go online or whatever to, 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 to see somebody else's experience. You get to live a victorious life every single day demonstrating Satan's defeat. You get, you're above only, not beneath the head, not the tail, blessed everywhere you go, empowered by the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Come on, somebody. You're dangerous. I said you're dangerous. The problem is a lot of us don't know it. And see, what's in you, what's in you, uh, uh, man, sometimes, you know, Romans 12, 2, most of us can quote that. It says, uh, uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove the, that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. Uh, in the Amplified, I love it because it says that you might prove to yourself. You know, here, here, here's what's, we're all trying to prove to like some co-worker that we're righteous or something. No, you, your righteousness is in Christ. And you, it needs to be proven to you. Hello? I said, it, it needs to be proven to you so that you'll quit wondering if somehow you've stepped out of the blessing. You, you know, no, you're not out of the blessing. You just might not always be operating in it. Right? And so, you know, you, you might be in a place where you're stuck, but, uh, and, and you, don't like, you don't like the process 
or the order that, that, that's required to go through to elevate that, to actually get it operating so that you can use it all the time in your life. Uh, because re really, uh, because of the way we think, which is why we're supposed to renew our minds th with the Word of God. Okay, you're supposed to be renewing your mind with the Word of God. You need God's Word every day. You're inundated with, with, with voices and words that are contrary to God's Word constantly. Okay, the world is not in agreement with the Word of God. And you, and you, you, have, to, you have to like dive in and, and go for it. And it's like, oh man, it, it, you know, I, I just don't understand it. Well, all that proves is that you haven't been in it enough. Look at your neighbor and say, he, I think he's speaking to you. Okay, now, now here's the deal, is that inside of you is this amazing potential. See, and, and, see, you're loved, you're accepted, and you belong. Okay, so you're born again, right? Everybody say, I'm born again. Born again. And if you're not, we can get that handled, and we will in you know, just a few moments. But, but, but getting born again is the beginning of the journey. It's not the end of the trip. Okay, and so it's like, hey, I'm in the family, but, but even a son differs nothing from a slave as long as, 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 as he is a child. That's in the Bible. Okay, a child differs nothing from a slave. But, but as you grow, you, all of a sudden, you begin to understand, oh, wait a minute, I, I, I don't have to remain a child. I, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the power of God in me. I have the anointing. I have, I have the authority. But, but to operate in it, what happens is, is that we go through life and there's challenges. It's what we call a test. Potential is always tested, okay? Potential is always tested. Uh, tested and there's a prototype uh, usually you know when a product's coming out there's a prototype and that's always scrutinized and, and and everything in your world is tested and to be honest with you you're really happy about that you know is that thing that you're taking is that going to kill you or is that going to heal you you know you're pretty happy that they tested it before they released it right i, I mean your hair dryer is it going to dry your hair or is it a blowtorch going to burn the top of your head off you know, thank, thank God somebody tested that, right? Or, or you're going in for a surgery, right? And, and had a surgery this week over there. And aren't you glad that the doctor has been tested? That they didn't just walk through the building. Any volunteers today? We, we need to do a procedure. No, it, it, things are tested. Why? To prove the potential. It, it, it's all got to be proven. It's all got to be tested. And so you got to change the way you think. Tests are not negative. Okay, I said tests are not negative. Matter of fact, we ought to call them opportunities. Okay, and it's an opportunity to prove that the preparation has been successfully achieved. Uh, well, how, how do I know if, 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 uh, if I'm actually able to prove that this product is ready to roll? Okay, you're not living offended anymore. I, I knew that would be quiet, but I had no idea it would be like that. Okay, um, okay. Uh, you, you, you're not acting defeated. You're, you're, you're not uh, portraying uh, depression. See, a lot, of us, a lot of us struggle here because it's the depression and, and, and the failure and the defeat that's got us all that attention. Well, think how much attention you get if suddenly you were victorious. Look at your neighbor and say, you could be more happy. <laughs> In every test, really what it boils down to is there's a question that's, that needs to be answered. And, uh, and, and, and you know, uh, in the book, 
The Proving Ground, written by Pastor Kevin Gerald, and, and, and we're reading that book, and uh, a matter of fact, I think we're sold out out at the kiosk, but they've got more coming, but he, he talks about nine tests and each test and what, what questions being answered. And for example, in the test of small things, it, it's, it's, that test is to prove that you are ready for more. See, if you can pass the test of small things, in, in other words, uh, you, you might be wanting God to increase certain things in your life, but how are you handling what you currently have? See, because if you're struggling where you are, don't ask God to, to open the door for more, because there's a great door of opportunity and more opposition. So, you know, so the, so the test, but I, I really think that almost all the tests really boil down to, uh, to, to one point where the question that's being asked is, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Because if you don't know who you are, if, if, if your identification is off, well, then there's certain borders that you can't cross. See, uh, uh, if, you, if you're going to go cross a border, that, uh, you're going to have to have some legal identification. Hello? And you can't get to where you need to go without crossing some borders. And you can't cross the borders without passing simple tests. And the tests prove that you have the legal right to progress, to move on, to go forward. And remember this year, it's not a who goal or, or a do goal. I mean, it is a who goal. Who are you and who are you going to become? And, and I, I have a little thing that you could do for it. Matter of fact, I highly suggest this, that you, uh, that you guys would, everybody, I think everybody, I'm glad you got your device, but I think everybody ought to have a paper Bible, like, like a real Bible. Bring me that just so you know what one looks like, okay, see, and, and you need to get yourself one of these Bibles, and I, I want, uh, this is like, okay, how do I apply this message? I'm giving you your homework right up front. Get a King James Version Bible and a couple of highlighters, okay? Go in and find all the stuff that's written by Paul, Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians, Colossians, uh, and, and, and read through those with your highlighter, and every time you read in him, by him, uh, in Christ, highlight those, okay? Highlight those. those. By the way, the, uh, Paul's revelation is what's granted access to the non-Jewish people to be part of the family of God, okay? But it also is, 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 uh, is where you're going to find out who you are in Christ because each one of those, you're going you're gonna to have about 130 uh, highlights in, in your Bible when you're done. Uh, 130 times where it's going to tell you, it's going to say in Christ, in whom, in him, and, and, and read through them and, and highlight them. And then, then go back and find the, the ones that are super significant. There's about 35 of those. And, and, uh, and begin to understand that this is talking about who you are. This ain't who you're trying to be. This ain't who you're hoping to become. It's not who someday that will be me. No, this is who you are. Okay, it's who you are. You, you, you have got to embrace this reality that it is it, it's who you are right now that has the enemy messed up. But if he can convince you that's not you, you know, if your identification is off, you can't cross the border. Right? And, and so, uh, it, and it's all, matter of fact, check this out. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, here's one of them. Uh, and, and it says this. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, everybody say in Christ. That would be where you'd highlight, okay, in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
old things are passed away. Behold, everything, all, all things, everything, everything, everything's new. Everything's new when you are in Christ. Everything's new. And, and, and that doesn't mean that, that uh, you, you know, new. You got to understand that this new means this is totally brand new. Never uh, before Christ, this this model, this, this, this thing had never been, re- this life had never been released before. So this is a new species altogether. Okay? The world ain't never seen anything like it, and then God put it in Jesus. Jesus came to the earth and demonstrated it, and now you are in Christ. There, there's a man, his name's Arthur Way, 1800s uh, uh, Bible translator, theologian, uh, and, and he made this statement. He said that the English language is constructed in a way that causes the preposition to almost go unnoticed because it's not designed to emphasize the weight that a preposition carries. And, and here's the problem is that if we, if we miss the preposition, the in, the for, the who, the by, if you miss that, then you can miss the entire point of, of, of what's being said. And so it's, it's okay, and, and the prepositions is a lot, it's like, uh, well, I, I didn't want to take an English class. Well, that's what's wrong with this, is that we, because now we're reading the Bible, but we really don't know what it means. As a matter of fact, just, just to help us understand how this preposition works, okay, so, so it's in, just in your mind right now, just, just picture this, me in my house. Well, I don't know what your house looks like. Just make it a stick box house and a stick figure, okay, and I am in my house. Can, can you see it? Do you have the picture? Okay, I know it's hard for somebody. You, you got it? Okay, now, 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 put it this way. I am on my house. The picture changed, didn't it? That, now, he's not in it. He's on it, okay? So, and, and, and see, a lot of us, a lot of us don't realize that we are in Christ. See, you, you are in Christ. So, when God looks at you, he don't actually see you because he has to look through Christ to see you. You are in Christ. Now, I know you've been on stuff before, some of you earlier today, but, um, but you need to recognize that I am in Christ. Look at somebody, tell them, I'm in Christ, okay? And, and so, uh, you, you know, it, it's for us. For, for is one of those big honking prepositions because for, uh, think about everything that God has done for us, which means on our behalf, uh, as our substitute. Okay, so he became a curse for us. He was wounded for us. He was our substitute. All he did for us has allowed us to identify with him. So since he died for us, we have been crucified with him. We died with him we were buried with him. We were resurrected with him. We were made alive with him. We're seated together with him. These ain't things that are going to happen, man. It's already done. It's a done deal. Uh, Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not I, that, but Christ that lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm crucified with Christ. One man put it this way. He said, I have passed away and I'm now currently enjoying my second life where I don't actually live for Christ, but Christ actually lives through me. T.L. Osborne put it this way, the little I moved out and the big Christ moved in. Oh, that's good. 
The little eye moved out and the big Christ moved in. Or you could put it this way, the sick eye moved out and the healed Jesus moved in. Huh? Hey, the poor eye moved out, the prosperous Jesus has moved in. The defeated eye moved out, the victorious Jesus moved in. See, it, it's your identification, and, and, and identification simply means to consider or treat as one and the same. So if you are identified with Christ, you are considered or treated as one in the same. Oh, baby. Okay. You go to the airport. You're going to get on the plane. You walk up, and they say, who are you? You say, I am me. They say, prove it. you can't prove it, if you don't have identification, you ain't going, right? And, and, and if you're going to go to a different country, you know, your driver's license ain't going to work. So you carry a passport. And the passport and you are the same thing. So you and your passport agree. And it becomes legal identification that grants you the right to cross the border. The Word of God is your spiritual passport. And you take your passport, and, and, and you're getting ready to, to cross a border, and they say, who are you? Well, I, I, I am who he says I am. Prove it. Prove it. Now, you got to agree with the passport. Hello? See, and a lot of us, what we do is we get to, we get to the testing point, we get to, you know, we get to the border, and, and, and we're slightly offended that there's a border patrol. And, I, I, well, I have the right to go. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just, just show us the correct identification, and you can go. But without being able to identify yourself correctly, you can't. Well, the Word of God, that's why you need the Word of God. That's why you need to know the Word of God, because knowing the Word of God is knowing who you are. And, and, you know, we say it every week, I am who this says I am. But the problem is, is a lot of us don't know who it says we am. Right? And, we, and, we're, and, then, we, and, then, and then we act like, well, that's who I'm trying to be. No, that's who you is. You is more than a conqueror. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, that's because you don't act like it. You don't think like it. So, okay, words turn into thoughts, thoughts turn into feelings, feelings turn into emotions, uh, emotions make our choices, the choices determine our actions, our actions de develop our character, our character, you know what, that does, that, that ties us to the end result. Okay, so, well, well I don't feel like it, so you're, so you're thinking wrong, because thoughts determine your feelings. You doing all right? Check this out, Ephesians 2.10, I like it in the Amplified. We are God's own handiwork, His workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew that we may do the good work which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking the path which He prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which He prearranged and made ready for us to live. Okay, so God's not building you a bigger life. He's already got that life built. He's building you to, to fit the bigger life, and, and, and every test is proving to you that you are capable of not only living but sustaining and multiplying that life that God has built for you. 
And you have to determine which power is in your life that you're going to associate with. Are you willing to identify with Christ? I'm not what my mama made me. I'm not what my daddy made me. I'm not what my past made me. I'm not what my failure made me. I am what he made me. I am his handiwork. Come on, somebody. It's not who I'm trying to be. It's who I am. And now all I got to do is begin to act like it. You got to wrap your head around this reality that God placed everything in Christ that he wanted every man to have. Romans 5, you know, kind of breaks it down. We know all the stories of the Bible and the characters in the Bible and Moses and Abraham and uh, all the, but in, in Romans chapter 5, he basically says that the Bible is all about two men. It's about Adam and Christ or the old man and the new man. And, and uh, you, you remember the Bible says that by one man's sin, the whole world was separated from God even before you're born. You're going, well, that's not fair. Well, sure it is because one man got us into this mess, but by one man, he, he got us out. Hello? You know, and somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So, so, you know, so there's an old man and a new man, but, but you, who do you identify with? You, because you, who you identify with determines where you're going to go. If you're going to live an exceptional life, I'm telling you, God's called you to an exceptional life, but you can't identify with a less than exceptional identity. Okay? You, you have to elevate your identity, which means that you have to know who you are, which means it has to be proven to who? To you. So, so that you don't break character in, in the middle of the scene. Huh? You don't want to be breaking character in the middle of the scene. You know, have you ever watched a movie and, and there's a character in the movie and they were kicking butt and taking names and, and, and it's like, oh, that's, uh, yeah, I identify with that guy. And you, he, he leaps out of the third story building and lands on something on his feet and, 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 and does a couple of flips and, and you're going, yeah, that's me right there. Well, they don't show you the three takes before that where he missed the truck and broke his leg and was hauled off in an ambulance. They don't show you that. They, they, they cut the tape, they edit it, and they put it together. But see, in real life, it's a little bit different than in the movie, huh? Even, even when you go to the stage and watch a live performance and the actors are in character, if some, when something happens that's not in the script, they can't break character. You, okay, last night, Last night it was perfect because uh, uh, the, the guys the, the guys had the little transition and then they and then we're going back into worship and and and, and Stephen hits the first chord and uh, and you know I've been doing this a little while and musical and stuff and I, and I I know on the first chord wrong chord so I just stood there and at first my here my first thought was just walk up and say hey guys just hold on just a minute, just stop playing and, and talk to the congregation give the band a chance. You know, to, and then I thought, no, this is their test. Let's just see what happens. Let's see if they break character. Huh? And they just picked it up and took off from there, and they were singing in a key that's not meant for them to sing in. It was lovely. No, it really was. It, it was awesome because they didn't break character. See, some of you guys start getting a glimpse of who you are, but then it's being tested, and then you break character. You know what it's like. You've raised kids, right? Or maybe, maybe you haven't raised them yet, but you remember what it's like when the, the first time you were walking through Walmart and you picked up something that didn't belong to you, and your mom and dad found out, and they sit you down, and they say, hey, what are you doing? That's not who you are. You're not a thief. 
You're not a thief. So you can't act like a thief. You broke character. Hello? You, you know, do you need your mama and daddy to travel with you and say, hey, what are you doing? Why are you acting defeated? That's not who you are. Don't break character in the middle of a scene. Why? Because you're identifying with the old man instead of the new man. The other day I getting up, you know, we, 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 in the mornings we're getting ready and we'll flip the TV on sometimes and, and uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, I think it was the Today Show was talking in the background and, and they were interviewing people that had been to something in Hollywood, you know, some red carpet event and they, and they kept asking everybody the same question and at first I thought that was just really, it was really, I just thought it was a weird question because they kept asking everybody, who are you wearing? I'm like, oh, that is bizarre. Who are you wearing? And then they'd give them the name of some designer, and, and, and I'm, I'm wearing that. And, 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 I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, wait a minute. I think that's what God's asking us. Who are you wearing? Look at Colossians 3.10. It says, put on the new man. Put on the new man. How? Uh, through the revelation knowledge of the guy that created you. Put on the new man. Look at somebody and say, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing today? What, what have you put on? Who, who are you developing your life? Hey, you know, who are you wearing? Walmart. <laughs> yeah, J.C. Penier. Right? Got a little target action going on. Who are you wearing? Who, who are you wearing? See, here's the deal is that the, is that the old man can't afford the new man wardrobe. But the new man can't afford to wear the old wardrobe either. Okay, so, so, so you got to get up every day and put the new man on. And you got to put the new man on and keep putting the new man on until it's just that that's your habit. That that's who you are. You don't change in the middle because the wind shifted direction. You just remember, no, I, I'm, God's, I'm, I'm God's kid. I, I, have what, I have what Christ had. I am in Christ. Okay, so let's shift out of wardrobes and talk trucks. Hmm? Like the Ford Raptor truck. Huh? 6.2 V8. Mm -hmm. It's got a special four-wheel drive system, unlike anything that they'd ever put in anything before that. It, it's, it's got suspension. I should probably have Keith come up and rattle off a bunch of the stuff. Someday, Stephen's going to buy one. Do not buy the V6 model. Okay. Get the, you know, go, go for the gusto. And, 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 and when, they, when they were developing that truck, and it's an off-roading truck, and I mean, it, it's got power, and it'll, you know, in, 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 in four-wheel drive with a differential lock and doing 100 miles an hour down, you know, up and over some sandy dunes. It's amazing. Okay, but, but when they were building the prototype, uh, uh, then they would take that thing out and they would put it through rigorous testing. Everybody say rigorous testing. Okay, and, and, and once everything was operating in the fashion it was meant to, then they took everything in the prototype and put it in every single Raptor truck that left the assembly line. Jesus was the prototype. And God took everything and put it in him, and Jesus was rigorously tested. 
he literally went to hell and back. And when he passed the test, God took everything that he had put in Jesus and he put it in every man that is now in Christ. And you have, you have everything that was in Christ. You have the acceptance that was in Christ. You have the authority that was in Christ. You have the love that was in Christ. You have, I'm telling you, you have the same identical authority that was in Christ, the same blessing that was in Christ. And then when you see it and know it, now you're dangerous. Now you can cross borders. Remember them people that were on an 11-day journey and they spent 40 years taking it? You know, some of, you, some of us, have we, we've been around the same mountain over and over and over again, and, and, and we've just decided, well, I guess this is just the way it is. No, you are equipped as a new species altogether, empowered by God to humiliate hell. You're not afraid of the test. The test is an opportunity to prove you are ready to advance. You can cross the border. Look at James 1 with me real quick, chapter or verse 2. Count it all joy... When you're meeting trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Count it joy. We need to be a people that have a count it joy attitude. Come on. You need to get a count it all joy attitude. And when it looks like something slid out of control, you go, yes. Why? Because now I can prove I know who I am. Now, come on, you ought to be clapping right there. See, the tests aren't the problems, they're the opportunities. And so you gotta, you, you got to know who you are because that's the question that needs to be answered. Think about it. David started as a shepherd until he became a king. But he was anointed king years and years and years before he actually stepped into that role and, and, and had the authority and the opportunity that the king would have. He, and, but what, what he did is that when he, he, he uh, was out you know, taking care of the sheep, he, he would encounter uh, challenges and trials one at a time, and he just kept doing it. And, and you know, it, you, can, you can go down to Starbucks or Dutch Bros or whoever you want to drink. And, well, let's not go there. But uh, you, 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 you can walk through the mall and find somebody that don't, never even been in church and ask him, who did David kill? And he'll tell you, Goliath. Okay, and some of them, pretty high percentage of them, even know that he killed a lion and a bear. But I'm telling you, the lion's not the first thing David, David ever took out. There's stuff that we don't know about. I mean, I'm sure there was a coyote in there somewhere. There's other little critters. There's probably a snot-nosed neighbor kid. You know, and they'd have these opportunities, and, 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 but, but he would have success. And every time he had a private success, what, what was developed? Confidence. You know, he, he finally got to the point where that, where that neighbor boy didn't irritate the tar out of him. Passed the test. Got to a place he couldn't go before. Then, then, then here comes some, you know, badger. He takes him out, confidence. He's going some play. Killed coyote. Lion comes out, not a problem. He's got confidence. Bear comes. Mm, I got this. Same tools. Takes him out. How many of you know that when he went to face Goliath, that wasn't an MMA fight. There ain't no tapping out. This is a fight to the death. That takes a pretty high level of confidence. Pretty high level of confidence to step into a you know, fight to the death situation knowing 
who I am. I know who I am, and I know I cannot be defeated. I know that my final outcome is going to be better than my current condition. I know that no weapon formed against me can prosper. I know that every time a tongue rises against me, I can condemn it because this is the heritage of the children of the living God. I know that whatever the enemy intended for evil, that God's going to turn it and use it for good. I know that when problems show up, I can just go ahead and throw a party because I'm on my way to my next victory. I'm going to pass a test, cross a border, and get to a place I've never been able to go before. I know who I am. Come on, somebody. Here's, here's the deal. You, you need to know who you are. Don't, don't, don't settle. For, well, I'm going to heaven. Well, that's cool, but you don't need to live through hell on earth. Right? I mean, you need to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You need to realize that if I'm going to live an exceptional life, I can't be an ordinary believer. Come on, ordinary believers are getting their hiney handed to them every day. Ordinary believers, they quit in the middle. They cave in, they give up, they escape. That ain't us. That ain't who we are. I'm not an ordinary guy. I'm going to live an exceptional life, so I'm going to be an exceptional guy. And I can prove it. Hello? Hello? Who you going to be? Prove it. How you going to prove it? Pass the test. Pass the test. Cross the border. Huh? Come on, we're going somewhere. Amen? I think you ought to give God one more hand this morning. Thank him. He's taking you somewhere. Set your stuff down. Bow your head. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today that you have already empowered us to be an exceptional people. God, you have built an exceptional life. You have an exceptional future. And God is being proven to us day after day that we have the equipment required to live and move and operate in that exceptional life. Thank you, Father. As you grow us, develop us, show us who we are. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you've been living separated from God, been trying to do things in your own strength, your own power, your own way, your own order. It's time to make a change. We are all going to pray this prayer together. And if you're here and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I'm going to get real with God. I'm begging you, man. This, this, everything that we've done leads up to this moment. And this is, where, this is where the journey begins. You can't become exceptional if you don't continue something. You can't continue something until you start it. This is where we start. Today's my launching point. And I'm in hot pursuit, and I'm going to not only know who I am, I'm going to demonstrate it, because I am new in Christ, and I'm starting the new life today. If that's you, I want to agree with you in prayer. I won't call you out, won't make you stand up, uh, but if you're here and you say, Tom, I'm making this prayer, I'm making it mine today. We're all praying it together, but it's going to be like me talking to God, just me and God. If that's you, I want to agree with you in prayer. Would you just hold your hand up really high? Say, I'm making that prayer my prayer today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, that's awesome. It's awesome. Everybody in here, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me strength. Give me vision. Give me insight. God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 
Hey, the Bible says that heaven's celebrating right now. Let's join them. Amen? Thank you, God.